guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Hey, guys. Hi, campers. Rise and shine. <laughs> We're back in New York. And it's moderate outside. It is. It's a nice springtime. Yeah, it's a very nice springtime. And it feels good and weird. It is very weird. Uh, this is the bitch seat, right? It is. Uh, you're Phil. I'm Lissa. You you are both Phil and Lissa yes, today. The voice. Is <laughs> and uh, if you're if you're just tuning in, uh, if you've just subscribed to us on Google Play and or iTunes, because you like both platforms, um, <laughs> and if you did find us via the website thebitchseatpodcast.com or just searching for bitch on iTunes. Uh, if you're doing that, this is probably not what you were looking no, for. No, 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 not at all. But uh, if you're following us on at the underscore bitch underscore seat on Twitter on Twitter or then, the bitch seat on Instagram. Yeah. If you're doing all those things then buy yourself an ice cream. <laughs> if you're not, if you're just tuning in, then you can also buy yourself an ice cream because we could use we it. We can donate. It's springtime. Listen, in L.A., there's a lot of vegan ice cream. That yeah. is something that they have. They don't have a lot of great Chinese restaurants. They don't have bagels. They have maybe one good pizza place, but they do have a lot of uh, vegan ice cream. But other Chinese restaurants are full of MSG, like yeah. more than the average bear. You're going to you'll have more fun at a Thai place or a Vietnamese place or in anything else place. Even pizza isn't that bad there. I say this as somebody who thinks the who, whose opinion of New York pizza has crumbled over the years. <laughs> Why? As well as the market for dollar pizza has expanded, there's no middle ground for people to make mid-range pizza. You either got to hipster the fuck out of it, like Speedy Romeo over in fucking Brooklyn, or you have shitty dollar pizza. Either way, it's going to be too expensive or too cheap, and there's nothing. There's no in between. That's well, what I'm saying. I think that New York pizza. People think of New York pizza as being overwhelmingly always amazing. And listen, it's not like the market is oversaturated with mediocre pizza with a New York label on it. So that when the tourists come, they're like, "Woo, it's New York pizza. But guess what? It's not that great. That said, I really miss dollar slices. I do miss dollar slices, but I had a dollar slice while I was here and having not had dollar slices uh, and having a dollar slice, I realized I made a mistake. It's not they're not good. But because you're, we're inundated in New York City, you're like, oh, I'm going to have this dollar slice because it's a dollar and nothing else is a dollar. And then you have it and then like you're fine, but you don't realize you're slowly poisoning yourself to have always garbage dollar pieces. I mean, that's true. And there's there it is. It is easier to eat healthy, healthfully in L.A. And the yeah. produce there is really the real deal. Uh, and know, it's true. But for snacking guys, and I did make this point on Facebook the snack scene in L.A. is just woefully pathetic. It's really depressing. Because there are no bodegas. So in New York, 
I think we've both had experiences where we've just been walking around the past few days and just go into one of those, you know, 24 hour, you know, they have like a salad station and like a buffet thing and the sandwich station and the chocolates and then a huge chip aisle. And you just go and you have all of the snacks you could possibly imagine. It's all at your disposal. It is. And then in, in L.A. You go to a 7-Eleven. Your only option is 7-Eleven. That's it. Which is so it's like I spent my entire childhood saying that I would never live in a suburb again. And then LA is like one gigantic suburb that you're living in. I am. And frankly, we are living in the Valley right now. I mean, I'm not going to poo poo the Valley cause it's very pretty and, and nice. And the lawns are manicured it's and, just and everything. Too Hoboken-y for me. It's very, it's just the suburbs. It's just exactly it's just, it's the suburbs. But like the bar scene is like, they're really trying too hard to be cool over there. It is very Hoboken in that way. That, well, just no offense, scene. Hoboken. No, no, no. Full offense, Hoboken. You guys <laughs> can go screw. Um, but we're about to move into a place in Los Feliz. For those of you who don't know L.A., Los Feliz is the most magical little neighborhood that is just south of Griffith Park. We're going to be able to walk to Griffith Park. We're going to be able to walk to the Vista, which is a cute little movie theater where they have $6 matinees. We're going to be able to walk to bookstores coffee shops. We're like five blocks from any tent city you're looking for. Uh, cause the homeless problem is pretty, pretty, pretty baller. Out it's there. worse in downtown uh, than it is in Los Feliz. Uh, I don't know. I got stuck in an alleyway because this lady wouldn't move her cart. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was about three blocks from where we're going to be living. I, I don't know. I feel like they, that moves. That's the thing that's happening there right now. They're going through it. Uh, but it's, it's pretty nice. And I feel like we're, we're in a very nice, good place to be able to do this regularly and and it's it's looking up it's just we didn't get to experience that while we were there that's kind of why i'm experience what like the feeling that you're going to be okay (laughs) i don't really feel like i ever experienced that feeling but we never did but we're, we're 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 approaching it like we like i'm i I miss the city you miss the city i'm i am Desperately in love with New York City all over again. Me too. It was a very weird week. We definitely had the most Woody Allen experience that you could have about it. It pretty much was. It was like achingly beautiful and also very difficult. I feel like this week I cried harder than I've cried in the past two and a half months I've lived in L.A. I just feel like my emotions suddenly rise to the surface here because there is this energy in New York that is not in L.A. L.A. is flattened. Yeah. It's very pretty. That's what we, that's what we talked about. That's what we signed up for. When, no, when we went to Eureka Spring. Uh, springs. Springs. It's, there's many springs. I'm sorry. There must be. I don't know. Anyway, we drove melon. through Arkansas and went to Eureka Springs. And this lady at the, at, at a, at a mystical shop, she mentioned. Yeah, at the, the rock energies. shop. She said that LA and what was the other one? New, New Orleans? Yeah. LA and New Orleans were the lowest vibrational energy cities in the country. Maybe not New Orleans, but definitely LA. I think she said those two. I wasn't paying attention to the first one. I'm not going there. That's why I wasn't, you know, like any, you can feel it though in LA. It's like, Oh yeah, I could just kind of like melt into the sidewalk here and it wouldn't really matter. And nobody would notice. And I'm not like uncomfortable, but I'm not like super pumped either. But on bad days, that feeling I could literally melt into the sub into the into the sidewalk and no one would care is an actual real feeling you can have. It is. I feel like you can have a similar feeling in New York, but it's more like I could get hit by a bus and no one would care. The point is like your existence could end in either place, but the apathy is of a different quality. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Great. Um, so today our guests. <laughs> 
is an incredible documentary filmmaker. And uh, she also knows quite a bit about wine, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, her name is Kiwi, and we're going to talk to her in just a moment. But before before we welcome her and her magical fruit name, um, I'm going to read this entry from uh, January 7th, 1995. Uh, did anything special happen at that time? Well, Unbended Knee by Boys to Men was the number no. one song. And the, the newest number one movie at the time was uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, great. Which is one of my... Uh, Favorite movies as a kid. I don't know. I don't know if I could speak to it now, uh, but it's definitely, you know, it was a really good. It, it introduced me to Jeff Daniels. And you know what else it introduced me to? The concept that you could ha- have a car that was like also an animal, kind of. That car was like a Snuffleupagus. Yeah, it was van. like a dog head. It makes you wonder if it was hotter inside because it was insulated with all that fur on I the outside. I just imagine it smelled because they didn't take care of their dogs in there. They didn't take care of their own selves in yeah. there. I'm so sure it smelled. Their teeth that. were terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they were. That movie. You know, they don't make movies like that anymore. It'll, they'll come back around. I hope so. They will. So people so. will need stupid slapstick comedy soon enough. Yeah, yeah, the poorer everybody gets. You know, that's how the Three Stooges happened. So anyway, January 7th. Yeah, it's the truth, because they couldn't afford movies, so they made short movies so that you could spend five cents at the theater and then like. Three yeah. Stooges? Yeah, like all those all those short films. But see how that's come back around again? Like people, but it's for a different reason. People make shorter and shorter and shorter content because nobody has any attention span anymore. But also it's, you know, it's entertainment. It, it, there's trends. That's the trend. For, for those of you who can't see us, which is all of you, Phil just made a witch hat I out made of a sorting silly hat. putty. I made a sorting hat for my oh. fingers. <laughs> so I know where they're going. So, wh- wh- okay, so uh, which house is your middle finger? Slytherin. Of course. Why did I even ask? Yeah. But my pointer finger is Gryffindor. Of course. I, I know. I, I'm you know Gryffindor. What? That's really on the nose. Yeah. It is on the nose. But I'm I'm a Gryffindor. Well, I'm a Hufflepuff. I knew that. Because I think animals have human qualities. So do I. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Woo. Guys. This is from Sunday. Uh, January 7th, 1995. From Satin 2. Dear Satin 2. Tonight is the night. Tonight, magic has taken me into its mystifying precious hands. I have received a symbol. Someone up there in the celestial heavens has finally come to relieve me of my depression and carry me into the light of life. I mean, it sounds like I'm a born-again Christian all of a sudden, which is not the case. Keep going. We'll talk about it when you get to the end. I took my lavender off my rocking chair, lavender being the name of my um, beanbag animal that was filled with lavender buds. So it was like an, an eye pillow. Oh, okay. It was an eye pillow that was shaped like a, like a animal. It was an animal, but it was like a, I don't know what it was, a, a donkey or something. I don't know. Yeah, animals have human qualities. I don't know what this particular animal is. His name though. was Lavender because okay. I was really creative. I took my lavender off my rocking chair. The Peter Cetera song "Want to Take Forever" was rolling through my mind. See, basically, I what? Who is that woman, Delilah? Oh fuck, Delilah! I swear. I was that woman when I was 11. Okay. I went over and switched on my radio, a commercial on Weeby 108, so I moved the dial a little to the left and heard none other than that very song. I sat slowly on the bed, rested lavender on my eyes, and let magic carry me into the deepest of thought. It smoothly turned over, it smoothly turned my mind over and over, massaging my innermost thoughts and sifting through my dreams. I thought about what Cousin Michael had told me once. If the radio can catch the waves, why can't you? 
But for some reason, I felt it was something different, something greater, more than a coincidence. I was a bit hypnotized by it all. I know it was a sign. Something's coming. May it be good or bad, I'm now prepared for it. I hope it's something good. Tonight is also the biggest storm of the year. Two feet of snow are expected by tomorrow. School was canceled for tomorrow in the middle of today, a three-day weekend. Now I'll have time to ponder over my run-in with an unexpected invisible destiny. Maybe I'm in love. I can't stop thinking about Cashin. I dream about him night and day, make wishes on every eyelash. It's always my 11-11 wish. Maybe that's what the symbol means. My eyes are peeled. Love, LMM. So what was that mystical thing coming for you? Did, did you ever find Nothing out? Nothing ever that? happened. It was just me making meaning where there wasn't any. Okay. Per usual. Or, you know. <laughs> I you really know want I, Cashin on the show one day. I, 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 don't, I just don't think he would ever do it. I don't think he would ever do it. I think he would. He was so shy. He said like zero words in all of the years I was in school with him. Wow. Anyway, I don't think that the point was what actually came to pass based on this event. I think the point was me noticing the coincidence at all. Yes. The point was the feeling of anticipation and like wonder. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I'm agreeing with you. No, I think you maybe think that I'm a crazy person. I don't think you're at this point. Uh, Guys, I mean, by the time this has aired, we will have been together for five years. Yeah. I don't think you're a crazy person. I had the same feelings then. I just didn't write them down. So I don't quite remember them specifically. But I mean, I did. This was right right around the time I was like trying to decipher if I had mutant powers. I think we all have mutant powers. It's just a matter of tapping into them. Yeah, but they're not cool mutant powers. They're not like. I don't know, dude. When I did mushrooms, I was like, oh, I'm a shaman. I I, mean, that's better than a mutant power. I did see like, uh, like. Paint on your face, like glowing paint on your face, like a uh, tribal paint. It was like, uh, underneath your, over your forehead. You were seeing my soul eyes. through all of its uh, iterations. Yeah. There was something happening there. You were talking to a tree for a while. It was. The tree told me that I was meant to be here. Listen, guys, uh, we're going to welcome our guest because she's been sitting here laughing very silently, this very is, patiently. And this is the second time we did this intro. So here we go. Guys, show business. Listen, our guest today was actually, um, she was a server with me at a restaurant in Midtown, and then she became a manager, and then she was the bar manager, and then uh, we would always hang out at the service bar tasting all of the wines, even if we'd already tasted them, but we just have to make sure about the quality. Anyway, she finally got to leave that job so that she could go pursue what she actually wanted to do, which is staying up 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, making movies, which is pretty, pretty fucking awesome. So we are very happy to have her, Kiwi Callahan. All right, so Kiwi is in someone, her friend's older brother's convertible on the freeway. She's wearing sunglasses. The wind is blowing through her hair. She's wearing two or three chokers. Two or three? Two or three, and uh, a brightly colored swatch watch. And uh, she's blowing kisses at the truckers. <laughs> Hi, Kiwi. Hi. Welcome. That's a great visual, but you forgot my slap bracelets. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I for sure had the swatch watch, but also the slap bracelet. A very important accessory. What did your slap bracelet look like? Uh, I had lots of them. I had about, I had, I think, a collection of 10. 
um, different wow. patterns, different colors for different outfits, different days of the week, all that until they got banned, obviously, because they were basically shivs. Yeah, and- I know. We, they got banned at my school, too, because like the ones that were had the fabric around them, you could cut the fabric off and then it was just a, yeah. a, a, metal, a metal thing underneath stick that could slice you. Which like, who oh, yeah. thought that was a good idea? Like even in the eighties, like we did a lot of like, you know, crazy children's yeah, it, oriental like, trading company made millions off yeah, of those things. But it's, sure. the evo- it's the evolution of dangerous objects as toys. Yeah. They figure oh, we have a metal shiv, put a cloth on it. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually you learn you can't do that. It doesn't protect you, but right. yeah, maybe 90s, slap bracelets, slap bracelets were, were, thought of in, in prison by someone in prison. Maybe. And Maybe. Like, it was made of mattress springs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They had to figure out a way to use those old mattress springs. I love those things though, man. They were great. I was really upset when they were, when they were banned. I know. So. I used to have a pretty sizable collection. And every time I go home to Connecticut, I see that one or two is missing. And I think it's because my little brother is like squirreling them away mm. because he still lives at home. So he's, he's turned my bedroom into his bedroom part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kiwi. Every little brother's dream. Did you have a little brother? You had an older brother. No, I'm the oldest. I had, so I had a little brother and a little sister. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, and you grew up where? Colorado. All the cool people are from Colorado. I have to say, I have a, everyone I've met from Colorado is a solid human being. Really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's good to know. And did you grow up in a city in Colorado or in a no, small town? No, the opposite, actually. I grew up, so I grew up on a farm, actually, outside of a college town. So um, I technically grew up in Fort Collins, which is about an hour north of Denver. It's where Colorado State University is. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you familiar with college football, you know that the Colorado State University Rams have won, like, nine games in their whole existence. Um, sorry, CSU. Um, but great, uh, great school for lots of other things. Um, Fort Collins is a, it's actually a really cool little town. It's kind of, um, kind of like similar to Austin in the sense okay. that like it's got its own little culture and there's a, you know, the college kind of helps bring a lot of people through and stuff like that. Um, did you, uh, aspire to like when you were little, mm-hmm. do you remember thinking the college was cool and aspire to go going there? Did you want to take classes there? Not really. No. I mean, cause again, I grew out of my parents, um, farm, which is a small farm. It's not how my parents made their living, but it's where we lived was like 30 minutes outside of town. But so, you grew like, up on a farm. Yeah, I did. I grew up on, on, my dad worked at Hewlett Packard, but he was all about like, um, living a balanced life. So he wanted to live, like have things to take him outdoors. So we had 10 acres of land and we had horses and, you know, we irrigated the hay and salt baled it and sold it to the neighbors who also had horses. And so like we had like a mini farm, um, but my dad made his living at Hewlett Packard. So it was kind of like, did you like the farm? Did you feel like, uh, yeah, a character I, and a story on that farm. A little bit. I loved the Little House on the Prairie books. Um, so I knew it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just knew it. Yeah, yeah. The best one in that series actually was my favorite. Was actually Farm Boy. Did you ever read Farm Boy? No. Or it was like Farmer. I think it was Farm. It was either Farm Boy or Farmer Boy. I think it was Farmer Boy. I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, I, a little bit. Like it definitely left a lot of room for the imagination. So, um, and my mom, my parents were very big on like you know not a whole lot of TV. Not we weren't a lot of video games. So we spent a lot of time outside and. Um, so How I definitely, wholesome. It, oh, super wholesome, like sickeningly wholesome. Um, but yeah, I definitely, and I had, a, I'm, I'm, I have fond memories of my childhood. That's so funny. Your folks are all with Hewlett Packard. Mm-hmm. You're inundated with technology probably mm-hmm. at the time the internet was was coming about and then yeah. you're like you know hanging out with horses and stuff totally yeah no video well, games. yeah exactly it was yeah was I mean, there did you feel i mean were you happy with that did you want more out of that did you want to play games or any of that stuff video games never really were a thing for me but my brother really wanted to play video games and uh, so he was really that was his thing and so i remember when he was i think 12 he got a game boy 
or Christmas oh, one year big, and BFD. it was a big deal. Big I mean, it was deal. like the size of this notebook that's yeah. in front of me pretty much and black and white, but like he loved that thing. He was so, he was obsessed. You um, take it outside. Yeah. My, I think my favorite electronic de- electronical device um, <laughs> was my, uh, my Walkman. I liked my, my tapes. And then later on I got my portable CD player and that was just like the best thing, even yeah, though it would skip deal. and like all that. But yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal because I bought that thing with my own money. It was the first thing. That I is s- a big deal. Yeah. How did you earn money when you were little? Uh, I had an allowance, but I had to earn my allowance by doing chores and I could do extra chores for extra money. And so I remember it took me like six months to save up $99 and go to Best Buy and buy it. It was oh, very, yeah. 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 a lot. I saved like every single penny. Of course you did. You're such a responsible person. <laughs> what I want to know, Kiwi, is a story when you went off the script and you did something that you were like, whoops, shouldn't have done that. Did that oh. ever happen? Did you ever have a moment of regret? Oh, sure. Lots of them. Um, but like, I'm trying to remember if there's one that I can tell that would make a good story. I don't know. I was pretty like, I wasn't big on like breaking the rules. Yeah. But not like because I liked the rules, just like. This, I feel like this carries over with my, like, um, my life today. Like, I will follow the rules if they make sense, but otherwise I just assume that they don't apply to me. Right. And the the rules work for you. Right. Like, if the, but like, if they don't, I just like absolutely won't do it. Like, there's like, you know, there's no happy medium of like, Mm -hmm. well, I guess I will because it's, you know what I mean? So like that You won't do a half-assed job. You just won't do it. Right. Whether it's following the rules or not following the rules, I won't go anywhere in the middle. So like, I don't know. I just, I guess most of the rules that like- you know, my parents laid out for me, they laid out and they were like, here's the logical reason why we're saying why we're setting this rule. And I'd be like, okay, all right, that kind of makes sense. But there, I remember there was like one day in like high school where I had a curfew, my curfew was midnight. And since I lived 30 minutes outside of town, I always had to leave at 1130 to be home by. Mm -hmm. So it was, it wasn't like my curfew was really 1130 midnight. It was really 1130. And that was lame. Leaving yeah. before midnight anywhere, especially in high school is like super lame. So I called my parents and I was like, I'm staying out. I'm staying out and I'm not coming home. I'm not, I'm not coming home. And this home. is before there were cell phones. It, uh, or you had one. I had one because I was 17. And my, I got my first cell phone, still have the same number, when I was 16 because I was driving, driving my parents' Ford F-150. Nice. <laughs> so uh, that was what I drove to school every day. But um, I just remember calling them and just being like, not coming home. And they were like, and my parents were like so cool about it, but like, not, they didn't say yes, but they were like, okay, listen, you have a choice. You can stay out um, however late you want tonight. That is fine. Um, but if you are home later than 12, we will take your keys away for the rest of the school year. It was like January. Uh, we'll take your keys away for the rest of the school year and uh, possibly for the summer. And you won't be able to lad watch any TV and you won't have any uh, friend time for the night for the rest of the school year oh either. Oh my God. And I was like, God. dang. And, they, and like my parents didn't mess around. Like I knew if they were saying that they were really going to follow yeah. through. And yeah. because I was living so far outside of the town, it's not like I can sneak out my window and go anywhere. My closest neighbor is right. a mile away. Right. So like I can't sneak out the backyard and like meet my friends. Like they were, this was a serious threat. So I ended up going home and like like bowing down to the man. It was, it was painful, but, but but now you understand that the man did have a good point. Yeah. The man. Yeah. I mean, mean, well, after that, it kind of spurred, like I had a sit down with my parents. It spurred like a, I sat my parents down and I was like, look, I'm 17 next year. I'm going to be going to college and you guys are going to have to let go. And I don't think you can do it. (laughs) And like, I had this whole conversation about how like they were going to have to start letting go sooner because like I laid out this whole like logical plan and I think it worked a little bit. Yeah, the student becomes the teacher. Yeah, a little bit. They were like, 
<laughs> they were like, I think they were kind of like, wow, I kind of respect this whole, like, you know, this, like I presented my case and they were like, all right, how about senior year? We'll extend it to 1230. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> Just so I didn't have to be like, fine, fine. Yeah. So that's my, I guess that's my, I'm sure there's a better story of like actually going off. I love, yeah, your, your, your one story of breaking the rules. You didn't actually, I didn't actually break them. And I'm sure that I did. I just, I'll have to like, but it's worked out for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked out pretty well. I still don't follow the rules if I don't like them, which can get me in trouble at work sometimes, but, but now you're your own boss pretty much. You know, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think this is, it's funny because like, it sounds like you had a very well adjusted and happy and lovely childhood yeah. but the artifact you're going to present to us <laughs> says otherwise is none of those things so uh if you would please uh describe the cover of this notebook to the listeners sure so cover. this is my poetry notebook uh it is a garfield um uh cover um it has garfield in a uh, bumper car with the number eight on it which incidentally is my favorite number because uh-huh. if you turn it sideways it's an infinity symbol of course Naturally. Um, and uh, on the bottom, it says bumper car commando. And uh, Garfield is bumping Odie off the, the reservation with his bumper car. Poor Odie. Know, poor Odie. Just but the butt of everybody's I jokes. I always loved Garfield because he was sort of like the cartoon equivalent of Janine Garofalo. Yes, I know. I love, I love, I, totally. <laughs> or is Janine Garofalo the live action equivalent of, of Garfield? Garfield. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We he should ask her. <laughs> Listen, one of these days she's going to be on this show. I believe you. And uh and I'll ask her so many things. It's going to be a 5-hour episode. Um You could have made friends with her that time I told you to go talk to her before we She was hiding in the little Okay, she performs around the city a lot, right? Her her stand-up career is like back in gear. And there was one time when we saw her at the pit, but she was it's like, like 5 years ago. She was like around the corner, like in a little like doorway, like clearly trying to avoid people. So I wasn't going to invade her space. Like the time will come when the time needs to come. Just like how I saw Mark Maron in Highland Park, but it wasn't the time to approach him. Also, he looked confused, right? He looked confused and actually quite weathered, very tan and Mm. weathered. Uh, But it's California, whatever. So... (laughs) So Garfield, right? So didn't Garfield give a shit. is the keeper of my secrets. Perfect. Um, I loved his. Um, I, there were two like loves of my life um, in in the comic world when I was growing up. Um, I loved Garfield. I owned every single book of Garfield comics that ever came out, and I also loved The Far Side, which I think is responsible yes. for my weird sense great. of humor. I had every single book that The Far Side ever did, including like the anthologies, the prehistory of The Far Side. I've pretty much written every word that Gary Larson has ever written, and um, I was like devastated when the comic ended. But I, everybody has to retire anyway. So <laughs> Garfield was one of my first first great loves, which is why I guess I chose him to keep my to keep keep watch over my my poetic. Musings. Oh yeah, he's he's a much scarier face than uh, he'll keep you away more than like a little key. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. right. especially when you've got a little brother in the house. Um, so this poem that I yes. brought today. Um, so this is actually the first poem I ever wrote, and it's also the only good poem I've ever written. Um, and it is uh, so it's actually not written in the notebook. It's typed up and then printed out, and then paste, taped inside the back cover. Just Correct. So it's got, like, priority status here. Correct. And the reason it is taped to the back cover and typed out and not written in the notebook itself is because this was actually an assignment for class. Which I had, class? Um, 
history class. I had this amazing uh, eighth grade history teacher, Mr. Colburn, and he was like one of those teachers. Like, yeah. One of like the amazing teachers that I people make movies about, you know? Yeah. And his assignment was to find a creative way to express the tragedy of the Holocaust. So it could have been a song, it could have been a poem, it could have been a play, it could have been a dance, like whatever. He's like, I don't care. It could, you know, make a video, whatever you want to do. Um, just find some way to express that. And I remember being terrified because I was a very creative kid, but like not in a producing work kind of way. I played the violin, but I wasn't a composer. I sang, but I wasn't a composer. I, you know, acted Mm -hmm. in plays, but I had never written one before. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I was sitting in my mom's car outside the orthodontist office and she was inside either paying or making Mm -hmm. my next appointment or whatever. And this whole poem just came to me in like 15 minutes. And so I wrote it all down in my notebook and then I went home and typed it and I was just like, holy holy crap, I, I did a poem. It was amazing. So then I turned it in and whatever. So then I fanci- after that, I fancied myself a poet. So I put it in this notebook as like a reminder of my skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dated mm-hmm. it. I wrote eighth grade, 97, 98 for posterity, of course, of just course. in case anyone finds this notebook and then wants to know when I wrote this amazing poem. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, it's still the only poem I ever wrote that like has an arc and like makes sense and like actually rhymes and has a meter. And like, I'm kind of impressed with my eighth Great. grade inspiration. And it's about self. the Holocaust, which um, we thought yeah. we would never have to... <laughs> Uh, remind people what that was or why it was uh, important and should never happen again. Particularly but, not the press secretary of the United uh, States. Yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, it became apparent. Yeah. Yeah, that may be. So I feel like it's kind of timely to bring it out right now. It I is. I feel like it kind of makes sense. So the poem is called A Soldier's Suicide, uh, and it's written from the point of the view of a German soldier who is participating in the Holocaust. So... Uh, Here we go. A Soldier's Suicide by Kiwi Callahan. Follow every order. Don't disagree. Drag away the bodies. Pretend not to see. Knock on the door. Take the family away. No second thoughts. You'll be back someday. Nobody cares. The children are sleeping. Over this place, silent vigils are keeping. The blind, the deaf, the weak, the old. Unseeing eyes, hearts still, hands cold. Blood on my hands, grief in my heart. I am responsible. I played a part. Sleep is a luxury. In my mind, I see woeful eyes of mothers asking me, begging me. Sweet sleep, I surrender. Take me from here. I must leave this place for tomorrow, I fear. Seasons will pass. The globe will still turn. Bonfires of bodies continue to burn. The moon will still rise. Clouds move and ere long, a note dies on my lips. My very last song. Wow. So the Holocaust really made an impression. Well, I think it's really interesting that you would do it from that point of view, though, especially as, uh, you know, an American child. Yes. Yeah. Because we're very much taught the Nazis were evil. Yeah. Objectively evil. I mean, they are. They are. Yeah. That is a really good point. I actually never really thought of it that way. Spicer. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Sean, they are. Yeah. yeah, That is. I actually never really thought about that. That is probably really unusual. Mm -hmm. I wonder what my teacher thought. I know, it looks like you cut off whatever the grade was, or you, oh, you cut around where that was. Maybe. I'm assuming I got an A. I got an A on pretty much everything. Yeah, I know. I know. You. I know you. I know who you are. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that is a great poem, though. It's not bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm kind of, again, like, every time I read it, I'm like, maybe it'll suck this time. But I'm like, no, nope, that's pretty good. No, it's like, still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, I don't think it's, like, terribly, you know, um, groundbreaking, but... 
not it's not bad. Can I see yeah. it? Yeah, for a second. It's healthy attitude to have. I usually look at my student films and wonder when if they'll ever get good. Um, <laughs> so that's that's great. Were you always sort of confident in your writing, or because this sort of happened so not supernaturally, but but yeah, it was it, kind of an inspiration. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I was, I, I knew I was a good writer because I never had a problem writing essays and getting good grades on essays. And I always got compliments on my writing, but I didn't really consider myself a creative writer. I think, I think I was definitely more of like a, yeah. Um, not to be prying here. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of this but podcast. But I know though. you have other things in this notebook oh, that yeah. are Searching not so them. well composed. Oh, yeah, no. There's some really oh, amazing God, stuff. Kiwi. <laughs> okay, for the listeners. Are you going to read her own poem? You can't do that. No, that's I'm against... not, but I need Ken to take a picture of this. <laughs> I it's, who's, a, it's, who's... A, it's a giant, in, from, uh, it's just a giant, a whole page with giant letters that says, I don't like me, but then the letters themselves are made of smaller letters, and it looks like it's a poem within within the words, yeah, I don't it, like it me. It is, yeah. Well, this is from, so this is from a stage, if you notice, it's dated a little later in my canon, yeah. from the 2000. <laughs> um, this is from a stage in high school. A bunch of these are, actually, because I used the same notebook like throughout a long period of time. Um, the where I was hanging out with um, the goths. I was goth for about a year. Uh-huh. So I was not off about those chokers. Oh, no, you were totally right about those. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wonder if I ever told her because I did <laughs> used to wear the two or three chokers and like the black lipstick and everything. Like, I was super into it for like a year. And like what like I really wanted to be like, you know, broken and like everything. So like a lot of these poems that are in here are like, they're really like harsh. Like I'm like, because really, really in the nineties, it was, it was cool to be dark yeah. and fucked up. It exactly. was, it was because it was the grunge era. And totally. so it was actually really glorified right. to be depressed and totally. dark and sad. Yeah. Although like what ended up making me not hang out with them anymore was that like none of them, eventually I figured out that like a, none of them wanted to be not like, depressed like nobody had had dreams about being happy one day exactly yeah. like they wanted to be depressed forever so I was like ah, I don't know if that's gonna work for me and then <laughs> B, like they really had no like they were all from really like well-adjusted families like myself like there was like you know you go to their house and their mom would be like hey how's it going like none of them came from like and then you're homes. like oh your you know, sadness is bullshit. And yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, we're all making this up. Oh, never mind. I can't, like, this is all based on lies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't do this anymore. So, um, so yeah, but, the, you know, when you're in it, like, it's cool, you know? So, like, yeah, so this was a big one. I don't like me. Um, my boyfriend at the time um, uh, was awesome. Um, anyway, um, he was a really nice guy. I shouldn't be mean to him. He was, he was a nice guy. He took care of me. Um, but at the time well, it had to be that he, it had to be that nobody took care of anybody. Yeah. Here's the thing about my boyfriend at that time. He fancied himself a vampire. Oh, <laughs> what was his name? What was his name? Uh, I don't know if I can tell you his name. Well, what's the his first vampire name? name? Oh, I don't know his vampire name. Actually. I don't know that he had a vampire name. I think oh. he was just his, like, I don't know if the culture had gotten that far yet. Um, but he, uh, he did and he would get these, like, well, he told me he got these like hallucinations where like people around him would start like bleeding and stuff. And the only way to make them go away was to drink blood. 
And so he would drink his Whoa. own blood mostly. What? Yeah. While you were dating him? Yes. And then he won. Eventually he was like, but it goes away for longer if I drink someone else's blood. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I want to help you. And he was like, great, but I won't do it unless you get a blood test because we have to be safe about this, obviously. And so <laughs> the reason we broke up was because, well, actually... No, that wasn't the reason we broke up. I never ended up donating my blood to him because I couldn't figure out how to ask my parents for a blood test without <laughs> raising any suspicions. I couldn't figure out how to make that happen. But um, that wasn't the reason we broke up. The reason we broke up was because I was in a lot of activities and stuff. And um, one day, you know, and he kind of expressed that he wanted to spend more time with me. And um, and I was just like, I mean, well, let's try. Yeah, like, let's, let's you know, make sure that we hang out every weekend. And he's like, no. And he gave me an ultimatum. He said, if you want to be my girlfriend, you have to drop something. And I said, well, okay, then. What? Bye. Yeah, like, he told wow. me, like, I would have to drop, like. You have to drop, like, a quarter blood <laughs> right at, at my doorstep and uh, did he, uh did you it's just a dumb question did you ever have to invite him in to places um what do you mean like like vampires that they don't come in unless invited yeah, like oh how, how closely did he stick to the vampire that's, what that's a really about. good question i don't know i don't know um that's, that's what i don't know if i ever really took note of that because i wasn't super into it like so like i didn't really know the rules Was and so hurt by the sun no, but he was like super pale. Like he definitely wasn't hurt by the sun because like one day we had a pool party at my house with all of my goth friends <laughs> and we were all in the pool together. Was everybody wearing like long black t-shirts? <laughs> no, they weren't. They were not wearing their shirts, which was unfortunate because a lot of them were cutters. And so they were like all super <laughs> scarred up. And my parents, I think, were a little oh, freaked no. out. Yeah. Cutters yeah. at a pool party. I know. It's just not going to be And none of them had a tan. So like, yeah, I think my parents were really excited when that phase ended. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the scariest thing you could ever see as a parent, next to like yeah. some of the real heavy shit. Yeah, but just a bunch of pale kids with cuts playing by a pool, like and these... and one of them actually likes to drink other people's blood. Yeah, yeah. One I know. Of Although my vampire. parents never. Oh god, I hope they never hear this. They're gonna like lose their minds. No, you came out the other end. I did. did. I'm okay. You made a strong I'm case okay. for yourself. I did. Yeah, I did. You know, and I feel like Colorado is is like the most outdoorsy state in the yeah. nation. One so of them, like, for sure. probably not a great place for vampires to live, just not generally. Really. Yeah, I wonder where they ended up. See, but I love that you, after he said to you, I have to drink your blood. or right. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that you didn't break up with him right away, that that wasn't a deal breaker. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And you're such a reasonable person. I you're know. like, you know, he's cute enough. And I'll just keep him around. It was when he was like, no, you have to give up one of your social activities. You have to give up one of your extracurricular activities. You were like, rules. oh, no, no, no. I would never do that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He tried to lay down a rule that didn't make any sense. And so, I, I mean, literally, he didn't said apply. the sentence and I said, I'm really sorry. I can't give you what you need. And I walked out the door. Like, I didn't even give him 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> I just left. <laughs> <laughs> never came back. I'm sure. And his parents were so nice. Like, I wonder if they like ever wondered what happened to me. But like, I never saw them again. I never talked to him again after that. That was it. Whatever happened to Kiwi? Shut up. I'm going to make my coffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, your name there. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody's going to want to know. Sure, and of I, course. So if you could explain where Absolutely. The, the origin of Kiwi. Sure. So my given name. Uh, so Kiwi is not my real name. Uh, my given name is Kaylin. It's the Gaelic spelling of Colleen, so it's spelled C-A-I-L-I-N. Um, the more common form of it on this side of the pond is Caitlin with the T, Caitlin or Kayla. 
mm-hmm. um, and it tends to be spelled with a K. So when I was a kid, I didn't understand that I was the one with the weird name. I thought everyone was just an idiot and couldn't get it right. And right. so I started telling people, if you can't get it right, you have to call me something else. And it was... Oh, they I, were trying to call you Caitlin? Yeah. Like, I would introduce myself, and I'd be like, hi, I'm Caitlin. And they would say, oh, okay, nice to meet you, Caitlin. And I'd be like, no, oh. Caitlin, no tea. And I just <laughs> have to repeat that so many times. And um, Caitlin, no tea. Caitlin, no tea. And it used to drive me nuts. And so... Um, I just started telling people, like, if you can't get it right, you have to call me something else. And it was, I think, my, like, first grade teacher or something who she was calling attendance and said it wrong. And I said the thing. And she was like, okay, what would you prefer to be called? Like, assuming, I think she assumed that I already had a nickname. Right. Um, and I didn't. So it was just the first thing that popped out of my mouth. And I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. Another stroke of divine inspiration, I guess. But I was like, yeah, that's this is it. Like, I'm going with it. And, and you s- kept it. I kept it. All my friends went with it. I started writing it on all my papers at school. So all my teachers started calling me that. Like, you know, because they like, I don't know if they still do that in school these days. But like on the first day of class, they always ask you, OK, John, do you prefer to go by John, Johnny or Jonathan? Like, right. you know, like they ask you all the questions. And so I just started you know, I was just like single-handedly changed my name one day. And like all, I feel like the key was though, I got all of my older relatives on board somehow. And I don't know how I did that. Like grandma called me Kiwi. That legitimizes it. That's the board of directors. If you can get them behind it. Yeah. So I don't know how I did. I just must've sounded like extremely sure of myself, but yeah, that's kind of it. I just sort of, again, with. (laughs) No, it did. It sounds like, it sounds like you had uh, like divine inspiration. Mm Mm-hmm come down and like come through you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just never like got rid of it. Like, I don't know. Like I, I considered it because like, you know, you move through school and like after elementary school, you go to junior high and you kind of have an opportunity to start fresh, Mm -hmm. you know, with a new name or whatever. And like every time one of those opportunities came up, I was always like, no, I kind of, kind of like it. I'm Kiwi. I'm I'm definitely Kiwi. Yeah. So have you done, so have you done any, um, research into like the Kiwi, the fruit or the Kiwi, the nickname for New Zealanders or like, have you like, do you have any other deep connections to that? No, I really don't. Although it's funny, like over the year, I've collected a lot of Kiwi trivia because people like offer it up freely. So I'll say my name is Kiwi. Oh, that's so cool. Did you know that Kiwis were first imported to the United States from Chile in the 1940s or something like that? You know, like I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, Like uh, they didn't used to. Oh, they were always imported from South America until like the 1940s when they started being grown in California or something like that. Like they have more vitamin C than an orange. Um, Wow. Yeah, they do. They're very good for you. the skin has actually does has have nutrients, if I remember correctly. Um, you can eat the, the furry skin? Yeah, you can eat the furry skin and it has nutrients. They are actually technically a berry. Their other name is a Chinese gooseberry. Um, Whoa, that's what a gooseberry is? Well, it's, they're, a, they're in the gooseberry family. Because I've seen a gooseberry before and they are green inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think actual gooseberries are smaller than kiwis and i think the skin isn't weird like that but they're in the gooseberry family yeah yeah so i, so I mean like i have a lot kiwi of like trivia. really like bizarre kiwi trivia how long do they go for because we definitely have one in our refrigerator in north hollywood that we mm. haven't touched for at least two months that's a good question we should be okay i mean fruits are i think pretend to they be get like super super soft and then do. if you pick it up and your fingers just go right through yeah. it kind of like an avocado like yeah. that's well done. one of us is gonna have to pick this up soon mm. i will it's my fault i bought the kiwi or you could just wait and until like you leave and move out of the apartment and just leave it there. Yep. <laughs> like that's the offering to whoever's next. <laughs> uh, <sighs> no. Yeah. Well, dear Kiwi. Yep. You're a delight. You're a delight. I'm so happy to be here. Can I also just say I'm obsessed with your Polly pocket pin? Oh like, my gosh. Yes. For those of you who don't, who can't see us right now, which is everyone. Um, she's wearing a pin on her coat and it's, 
Polly Pocket. So and like, and it's it a does, Polly Pocket shell. It opens. <gasps> it does not. Yeah. So I actually wore this to the lot. The last live show we had. Phil got me this pin. Um, I, c- c- pins Good have man, come Phil. back around. Pieces of flair have come back around. And uh, I follow a lot of pin makers on Instagram mm. and Etsy. So this is made by uh, an artist that goes by Garbage Humans, which is the best name. <laughs> Love it. For an artisan ever. Ever. And we pre-ordered it and uh and she makes them she makes them by hand and it's got like all the tiny things inside. Oh and, my god. Um it's great. If you ever so like stare cute. really like close, you could see it's full of details. I kind of want one of those uh Mighty Max ones. Yeah, really. remember My- Mighty Max? It was the male equivalent of Polly Pocket. You know, because boys like skulls that open up trivial pirate ships. <laughs> That's like that's ours. You get like a nice high school and a, like a mall no, design. This like, one, this one is actually a vet. There's a little dog oh, on the side, of course. Of course. Yeah. Get used to sub- suburbia and bringing your husband's dog to the vet. <laughs> We're gonna ride in a skull. Oh my god, we never stood a chance. <laughs> like, wasn't there another? I feel like there were a couple of shows for for boys that where like the castle or like the home office station or the whatever like. The Ground Zero hangout was shaped like a giant skull. Oh, yeah. There's a it's bunch always, of them. Yeah. Well, the villain always has, like, a, a skull a Skull-shaped, like, yeah. mansion or cave or, or whatever. Or, like, somebody's... It's always got to be some sort of... It's kind of be, like, murky and cave-like. Mm-hmm. Maybe possibly a dungeon. Totally. Somewhat dingy, but it's got video games, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> every, every place Your is average that. man cave. Yeah. I, we've always I guess, been told yeah. to yeah. not do our laundry. Right. <laughs> By the way, we saw a car on the way here today... That was like a, a Batmobile kind of, only it was totally silver. It was a no, Lamborghini, right? No, it, it was chrome. It was chrome. So it was. It could have. It could have been like an urban camouflage type Ooh. of gimmick. But you just, I mean, you could only picture the like it was so low to the ground. This thing must have been like two feet high. Um, but the guy who was driving it. Did you see him? I didn't. You couldn't. You couldn't see into the car. Like oh, the windows wow. were like tiny little portholes. But cool. Um. He probably he probably really he parks it wanted to have yeah clearly he wanted to have a bat cave of his very own yeah oh that that's yeah. definitely like either that or he's a big fan of the Star Wars prequels because there there was a chrome ship in there mm. that's a that's a far reach don't look at me like that pretty I mean it would <laughs> feel like it would take a lot of work to like have that car ready at the exact right moment exactly you know you'd have to like have to have I mean. There are, there does exist in Chelsea apartments that you park your car in and the elevator takes you and the car up to the apartment. Mm. Oh, I'm sure all over the city. Yeah. There's money hidden here. See, in Los Angeles, you can see all the money like right out in the open. You can see mm. all the luxury, but in yeah, New York, it's, it's like, sandwich New York is basically like things. a Polly Pocket of cities. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. You're yeah. so right because about Everything that. is hidden it's behind like a pita. dirt. Yes. It's and a pita. <laughs> it's a pita because there's no, it doesn't open. You just stuff it. It's stuffed yeah. full of money. And then, you know. Yeah, yeah like, just like New York is stuffed full of people. Yeah. Yep, and money. And money. Yeah, that's true. Cars and skyscrapers. I'm sorry. I Silly Putty is supposed to be silent, but I can't stop popping it. That's the best part of Silly Putty, though. It's my favorite it's part. It's making the bubbles and popping them. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like your own little recyclable bubble wrap. It's the yeah. best thing ever. It is. Love it's it. great. And it's funny because Kent provided, producer Kent always provided the Silly Putty so that Phil would have something silent to play with while we were on the air. There oh, is a... Because no. he used is, to be a paper twister, I yeah. bet. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I twist like a whole, a whole army of paper twists. Which reminds me, like in middle school, we used to have paper wars. Oh, yes. Where we would like find new ways to throw paper at each other's hair. And we used to try and invent ways of like 
If you tear up enough paper and you put it in one thin sheet of paper and launch it, it's like a shrapnel grenade of paper. Oh, cool. But then also, the the guy didn't realize he had a strategic flaw because he was next to a vent, an active vent. Oh, no. So what I would do is I would just, like, throw them at the vent and it would go go up (laughs) into his afro. (laughs) That's brilliant. You were such a tactical, like genius that i would have my, hated you in my school. one good move oh yeah no. you would have sh- i would have going to the military like aren't you here to learn just no fucking shut up and i'm learn. here to survive i'm here to get just enough c's so i can continue to go to my clubs <laughs> c is for clubs c is for clubs and that's c i have a few clubs. of them that i liked so mm. yeah i didn't ever i i hated that and i was like you know what the poor teacher is gonna have to pick up all of that paper later we picked we did not. I picked up. I picked up my mess. Do you guys have the little football papers? Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. When I th- th- heard paper wars, that's what I thought of. Nope. It, these were like little pieces, wow. little annoying pieces. It was even so much more annoying. Yep. It's like you made confetti where there wasn't yeah. any. Yes. Totally. It used to get really out of hand because I was always friends. It was Dimitri, my friend Dimitri, who you've never met. But we used to just get out of hand with like trying to hit each other or like throw each other off each other's chairs. We wound sure. up, But like we never hated each other. We were friends. No, of course. That's how you express your friendship. But Especially we just, if you're watching cartoons with people in skulls and dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> but like the. It was <laughs> just how to express your emotions. Yeah, it was just high school. Uh, we were just competing to. I don't know. I don't even know. You were keeping each other entertained. Everybody, you had ADHD and so did he, and you just were oh, yeah. real distracted. Oh, yeah. Untreated. Now we all have it, guys. Yeah. Yes. We all have it. All right. Kiwi, I have a present for you that I'm very excited about. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I love presents. Well, you know how the show works. I do. So I found this um, at my most recent trip home, actually. And uh, I really didn't think, who am I going to give this to? But actually, when I saw it today, I was like, oh, this is so incredibly perfect. I can't even believe it. Uh, It is a single mother of pearl dolphin earring with a rhinestone (laughs) eyeball (laughs) and i feel like this is you in a piece of jewelry (laughs) to be totally honest right (gasps) look at this can i hold it up yeah he's like do you need a picture of me with my okay oh my god it's so cute and i know it might kind of bother you to be asymmetrical in your earrings but you're just gonna have to deal with it no you don't understand i used to wear i have so i have for the for those of you who can't see which is everyone i have six holes in my ear um three on each in each earlobe and I used to wear six different earrings at a time. So uh-huh. I have lots of mismatched pairs of earrings. And I loved dangly earrings because um, they were just like all the rage in the 90s. Of course. And loved, so were dolphins. Yeah. And so were dolphins. My sister and I both, we shared an obsession with dolphins. Although I think she probably was more obsessed with than me. But I loved dolphins too. And this is perfect. You are <laughs> totally right. This is, it is so perfect. I don't know how you knew it, but... I guess we're we're sharing the divine inspiration. Today. We are. Thank it's coming. You. It's coming through me in the form of uh, yeah, in the form of a uh, cheap jewelry design. Oh but, my god, I love it. You know, when I was serving tables the other day, the, this woman was like, "Hey, when you were little, were you a horse girl or a dolphin girl?" And I was like, "I was neither of those things." Oh really? Yeah, because I was a bird. I was always a bird person. I grew up as a bird person. I was always uh-huh. a bird person, and I didn't really understand horses or dolphins or why they were magical. Uh-huh. But um, all of the all of my peers were obsessed with them. Either one or the and other. You had horses on your farm yeah. and you were into dolphins. Right. I was both. That's really interesting. I, I love the horse books, um, but I liked the what dolphin. Horse books? Like Black Stallion? Black Stallion, Misty of Shinkatig, all of the... Um, Is that how you pronounce that? The whole thing. I think so. 
I don't know. That's how I've always pronounced it. I don't know if that's real. Um, But there were, um, there was another series. Oh God, what was it called? There was another series about a girl who lived on a ranch in Montana and like always was like saving the day with her and her horse. And I read that all the time. It was like Nancy (laughs) Drew, but with horses. Um, So I read that series. Um, Just picture a horse in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So I loved the horse books, but I loved the dolphin like decor and the dolphin accessories. So like t-shirts with dolphins on them, posters with dolphins on them. I mean, Lisa Frank was 100% dolphins. Of course, exactly. Yeah, and unicorns, but that doesn't count. It's unicorns. It's a whole different subject. Right. Yeah. Because they're not real. Right. Well, they they were. (laughs) They are real in my heart. You know, I recently, my friend Michael and I were talking about dolphins because he really, and he's an extremely brilliant human being, and he fully believes that dolphins are the next evolution past humans. Mm. It's weird because dolphins... um, one time, like a dolphin escaped or a dolphin found um, a track, like it had a tracker on it and it found other dolphins and they learned how to remove the tracker. That's awesome. They also learned how to like use to teach them to build other state. Like there's yeah, dolphins well, and dolphins elephants too, I think. Yeah. Well, dolphins, you know, they have their own language and humans can't figure out what it is. And so, I don't, I mean, this was on a podcast recently and someone was like, yeah, well, if they were so smart, why didn't they tell us their language? And it was like, no, they're so smart that they didn't tell us their language exactly. because then we, we would be in on it. Them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They yeah. just play in the water all day long mm. and they have sex for fun. And they take advantage of us if we're swimming. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They do that. They do. What do you mean? In what yeah. way? They're rapists. They are. Of humans. They, they actually do that. I'm sorry. Dolphins rape humans. Yes, they, they actually rape each other too. Yes, but do. dolphins dicks are the size of a human being. Yes. They, yes. Yes, Kent is silently nodding as well. Kent, do you know about the dolphin rapists? He does. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not going to share. Kent is actually a dolphin. I knew it. (laughs) I fucking knew it. (laughs) Yes, it is. Dolphins are beautiful and brilliant creatures. They're also rapists. (laughs) That's just saying. There are all types of people in all different races, you know, in all different species. There are all different. There are rapists everywhere. There are rapists everywhere, you know? Um, (laughs) And comedy and dolphins. (laughs) I'm sorry to make it about that. I'm sure there's non-raping dolphins, too. There are. They just, they're having fun. Kiwi, do you have anything that you would like to plug while you're here Um, on the show? I do, actually. I, uh, speaking of documentary films, I recently uh, released the fourth episode of my web series of documentary shorts. Uh, the web series is called where I don't belong. You can find it at where I don't belong.com or if you search Kiwi Callahan on YouTube. Um, but the fourth episode, I went undercover and picked tobacco for a day in North Carolina. What? What? Yeah, it was awesome. How long did you do that? Terrible. Um, just one day and it was like, one of the roughest days I've ever spent. I actually got um, nicotine poisoning or heat stroke or a combination of the two. Holy shit. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, But I mean, this is like their daily life, you know, the people who work in in the agriculture industry, like on the front lines. um, So I talked to some really amazing people, both who were working and then people who are trying to organize the workers. And um, wow, yeah, it's, it turned out to be incredible. Like I just am, like so excited with how it came out. So amazing where I don't belong. You should check it out guys. She's done a bunch of other great things in that series too. Um, and I feel like you just choose really fascinating subjects. Thanks. You're a great yeah. journalist. Thanks. Great. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, yeah, I just picked the stuff that I'm interested in. So I'm glad it's interesting to other people too. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, well guys, uh, <sighs> my brain is in some other fried. planet. It's yeah. totally fried. Um, it's we're, with the dolphins. It's yeah. My brain, my brain is swimming with the dolphins. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be great guys. 
Um, you know where to find us. You're, we gave him the. We, we gave it to you all you the, in the time. Beginning. We should start doing that more so that people. We do know. though. We do. Sometimes we forget, but sometimes we do. If you enjoy this podcast in any remote fashion, Jesus Christ, tell someone. Please tell people. We're trying to get our numbers Please. up, and um, we want to keep doing it. And soon we'll go on tour. Yeah, actually, I'm angling toward Chicago in June. Okay, mm-hmm. I've never been to Chicago. It's really nice in June. That's the only time it's nice. Good. No Good. offense. So, it's okay. I lived there for six years. It totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's when all, all my friends went one time, like the year after The Dark Knight came out, just so they could take pictures of uh, all the places the Joker blew up, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Listen, Chicago in the summer is full of cicadas. Great. And the rest of the year is snow. We only get cicadas like every few years in New Jersey. They're, they never shut up. They don't. They, they, they belong in the tri-state area. Yep. All right. This is getting way out of hand. It is. It is. We're we need to go fun. eat these bagels that producer Kent bought and, uh, and enjoy our lives. But, uh, but you enjoy your life. You enjoy your life. And uh, treasure, treasure got you here. <laughs>